Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. My name is Lisa Brown and I am your host. Now, I just wanted to share with you all that I have um, (laughs) just made a really huge mistake and that I wanted to come on and take accountability for that and I'm so devastated um, about my failure, my mistake. And um, the ironic thing about this is that the episode of the podcast was all about, um, you know, celebrating failure, making mistakes, owning them and um, moving forward. Um, so what happened, I had the most amazing guest, um, Ray Everest from Future Focus. He's the owner of five services over in New Zealand and one of the amazing connections that we built over there in New Zealand. And I we organized to meet up. He's an amazing human being and um, record our podcast. So this morning I was on there. We were together on our Zoom chat for over an hour, having the most amazing conversation. Then I get off the Zoom chat and realize that I had stupidly not pushed record. I am so, so disappointed and so devastated. So I can't um, replicate the conversation, but what I thought I might do is um, just jump on, quickly share some thoughts, some things from the conversation, some key points, Um, quickly like stemmed writing down notes um, when I realized that I hadn't pushed record. And I think the biggest lesson from this is um, that we do, we're human. I've never done this before, um, but we make mistakes and that's okay. We just need to move forward, make the most of it, and um, yeah, take take ownership over the mistakes that we that we make and move forward. So I thought I'll just recall our thoughts from the conversation. It's not going to be anywhere near as amazing as having that live chat with the amazing Ray, um, but I thought I would just yeah record some thoughts. Um, so Ray. Ray Everest, he's the owner of Future Focus. So they have five services and they decided to run these services all in the same area. So they wanted their mission and their vision is to um, combine forces, take over that area. They're really passionate about the children and the families in that area and the community. And it's a community that they also live in. So, um, and they're real advocates for the sector. So, so grateful to build that connection and that relationship with um, Ray. And if, and he runs the company with his beautiful wife, Courtney. Um, so Courtney's background is HR and Ray's background is an educator. So he's, he joked that he's been in education since he was five, um, which is very true for most of us. Um, like me, you know, the education system didn't quite fit for him. He had quite a, um, you know, he doesn't, what I liked about Ray is that he had different challenges and different things that came up in his life. Um, you know, he says he's a, an abuse, um, sexual abuse survivor. Um, and that was a part of his childhood. But what I really loved about him is that he didn't make it who he is today. He actually uses that as, you know, part of his story. It's a part of, you know, what happens to us in our childhood is part of our story, but it it just makes us part of who we are today. 
So he said for so long that he was really aiming to prove everyone wrong and set it out. So um, he went to um, university, he started teaching and um, he became a primary teacher and they call it new entrance there and he said it was really uncommon for especially males um, to be in the new entrance program which is equivalent to our kindergarten and so he had some really amazing mentors um, during his time there and what he he noted that one of the most beautiful things from from his mentor was that she acknowledged like that his handwriting was pretty shocking so she made him stay back and practice his handwriting but at the same time she was really open and curious to learning about what values he could bring to the classroom as well so he noted that he brought a lot of technology and a lot of new ways Um, of doing things with technology for the children as well. So with his journey of building his five services, um, so some of the services were a takeover um, and more recently he's um, built them from scratch and he's got some new services coming up. So he really noted that when designing the buildings, he really looked at teacher first and he said that he'd spent many years um, working in education all the way up to being a principal and that was his goal, like that was his end goal. He wanted to be a principal until he became a principal and realised that he actually didn't like it all that much and he wasn't happy at all. So he needed to find something else and um, he said that he was teaching at the time in a low socioeconomic area and he it was a very big test society. It was a very um, – and obviously in testing. So the most important thing is relationships, connection, social, emotional development, and we all know that that can't be measured in testing. So he said he couldn't tell the students that they failed the test. He couldn't be that person. You know, every single child really needs someone who believes in them and to help them. And it's particularly in the area that he was teaching in the location. You know, he just couldn't be that person in the test society to be able to tell them that they failed. So when he discovered he had his um, little girl and she started in um, in childcare, so he gave great praise to the childcare service um, where his daughter attended and he said he was a very um, nervous and anxious parent um, but the service did a really amazing job there to really um, support him and guide him and help him to feel comfortable. And that's where he discovered T, T Fariki, which is the New Zealand early curriculum um, which is all about connection social emotional development and when he started to look into that he 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 questioned and he was curious why is this not something that is implemented in the whole education sector why is this just an early childhood um decision or perspective or philosophy why is this not something that's developed in all types of education So when we look at tertiary education, he noted that only 30% of students um, move on to um, complete tertiary education. So particularly um, Maori or Moli families or children, it's 
you know, around puberty, they start to discover different things, drugs, alcohol, like um, there's some gangs over there that they become a part of because they start to find out who they are and they want to feel that sense of belonging. So if we were a business and running a business and we only had 30% success rate, then he said that the businesses would have to close their doors. And it's true. So obviously something is not working in that education sector that needs to be changed. And I think that we can all look at each other and learn from each other with things that need to be changed, um, you know, and really advocate for the sector. And we talked a lot about the regulations that are being put on put in place for early childhood. Um, quite similarly, Australia and New Zealand, they've got bodies that oversee them. New Zealand has only had it in place for um, a couple of years, but Australia has obviously had it in place for quite some time and we're very highly regulated. But who are we being regulated by and who's making these rules um, around what our regulations should be and are they in the best interest of the child or are they just red tape that we need to keep cutting cutting through. One of the big messages from um, our episode <laughs> that um, is only for Ray and I, but I'm trying to pass on as much as possible, is the importance of connecting with your people and knowing your people, being curious because curiosity um, is the forefront of empathy. And in order for us to empathize, we have to be curious and understand um, our people and their stories. Um, We have to know what they're going through, their hardships and their hard times. And one of the questions that I asked Ray was, because he said one of his passions and, 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 and we found this straight away. So as soon as we met Ray, um, he was talking about his relationships, his connections, his partnerships, and it's something he you know, you can just see in him that it's important to him. He values it. It's um, integral to who he is and it comes so naturally. So I asked him, how do you listen and take on and have people vent to you and not let it impact you? And we talked a lot about um, how he needed to make sure that he was um, looking after himself and the importance of um, filling his own cup. And he talked about his daughters, his beautiful daughters, um, spending time with them, being grateful for being able to um, pick them up from school every day, drop them off to school every day, um, you know, being surrounded by amazing people, being grateful for the opportunities that he was, um, you know, that he's given or that he's created um, and the people around him. Um, he, What really struck me with Ray is that, the way he really valued um, the women in his life. And so the rooms in his service are actually named after influential women um, from his life who have had an impact on in his life, his auntie, his grandma, his nan. So the, the rooms in his services are named after those beautiful women but also his wife. So he talked a lot about being a husband first. And I think so much in today's society, people forget what's important to them and take for granted, you know, things in their life that they have that they perhaps should place more gratitude around or be more grateful for. So it was so beautiful to hear, you know, that value. And we talked a lot about learning. So Uh, you know, as a leader, it's important to be curious, being vulnerable, being so transparent as a leader, but taking ownership for what our role is in that. 
So when we talked about gratitude, which we talked a lot about, he said instead of um, just being grateful for the sun and the, you know, being awake and whatever, he said, I'm grateful for the role I played. So in our conversation, he talked about an educator who implemented this beautiful um, documentation and it was showing a child is currently at point A. We want to help them to get to point D. So each month you just document those points in time to show how that child is developing from point A, point B, point C um, and how they're grad, you know, moving through um, those milestones. And so what he did, he was reading through that and he picked up the phone and he called her and um, she was. he said she was really apprehensive when she picked up the phone and she was like hello I'm seeing his name come through and he was like oh I just want to call you and I want to say thanks so much like it was amazing I'm reading through this documentation and it's so amazing like I want to know if you're happy to share it with the rest of the teams Um, I think this is something that's really amazing and we've been operating for four years and I don't know why we haven't come across this sooner and she was like oh Oh, yeah, yeah, amazing. And he commented that that was something that he feels we should be doing more of and we should be doing better as leaders to really show that genuine curiosity and no, like just go in there, go and spend time in your spaces, in your rooms, listen to what's happening in those spaces and really praise and give acknowledgement to the amazing things that each of your team members are contributing to that but also at the same time in order to fill up your cup to hear and be there for your team you need to look at um, it's important to look at how you're growing and um, you know what you're doing outside of your business so I asked him if he felt that it was important to have interests outside the business and he said yeah it's absolutely crucial because that's how you grow you grow in all of those different areas so amazingly ray coaches um the new zealand and australian weightlifting teams um and he was just at the commonwealth games um coaching coaching them um and asked if that was his side job or which one was his side job but overall the commonality was that he's just a coach at heart And he really believes, he said he really believes in the, um, what word did he use? He believes in people and he believes in, um, you know, the potential of people and that people only need someone to believe in them to bring out that potential. Um, We shared, he shared a story about, um, you know, failure. And, you know, in businesses, it's really important to allow people to be human because we're all human. So if we're a leader and we make a mistake, take accountability for that mistake. But not only that, allow your team space to be able to also make mistakes. And um, so he, he shared an example that an educator actually left or a teacher, they call them everyone in New Zealand, everyone's a teacher. Um, had left a child at a park and on an excursion. And of course he said like, it could have been a fireable offense, but we looked at it and, you know, did they do it on purpose? No, they didn't do it on purpose. Was it going to happen again? No. He goes, we're, you know, we were really, um, you know, 
angry we were really like that it happened and that it occurred and you know it was really negative feelings about that but if we were staying true to who we are and that we really believe in that we are human and that people make mistakes was it okay that it happened no it wasn't okay but you know we put strategies in place to make sure it didn't happen again but if we have values we need to live by them so that educator is still with them um this incident occurred three years ago but it's about really looking at that failure and what we can learn from that failure and yeah and I think you know as leaders anytime there are I guess um, mistakes that happen or failure we need to he said not a lot of leaders ask themselves what was their role in this so we talked a lot about as leaders we need to ask ourselves the question you know, have we set them up for success? Have we trained them? Have we, you know, given them the tools that they need to be able to um, fulfill that? And, you know, we can never stop growing. We can never stop learning. And it's always about questioning who we are as leaders, but also how our role, so how we're contributing to that. So in his gratitude, he talked a lot about, you um, you know, my role. So I'm grateful for allowing that educator um, who he called to share that praise with. I'm grateful that that educator now feels empowered because we had that conversation and that educator feels empowered to share their knowledge with the team. Um, And what is our role in that? And not only for our own gratitude, but how we can impart that on others and what impact we can have on other people. He mentioned that um, often we can talk about others and, and grateful and outside of ourselves so often, but when we're asked a question about what's, what's great about us, we really struggle to answer that question. So when he's flipped the thinking around gratitude to be about the impact that we have or the role that we play, it really helps us to not only be grateful for how the other person's feeling, but our role in imparting that feeling onto somebody else. So with his five services, we talked a lot about, you know, are they individual? Are they, um, you know, how did he make the decision whether they would all be, you know, mirror copies of each other and all have the same, same, or um, whether they have, you know, differences and they're allowed to be unique. And he said that it was really timely because it's something that they were talking about right now. And what they're doing is like each service is developing their own unique philosophy. So which is um, interesting because noting that all five of his services are all in the same community. So it's really beautiful to allow each of the services to create their own identity, um, who they are with the people um, and the teachers that occupy those spaces. And he really noted that it's important for each service to have their own. Um, he said he started that. So we had a big group meeting. They talked a lot about the values. Um, and I'm also a big believer in values. I think when anything comes from those values and from our trip to New Zealand, um, I need to look into virtues now because apparently when we talk about values, we talk about, um, the like you know a value can be money but it it becomes really what's it called like when you have um things it can be about things rather than like those emotive feelings or you know things that have so virtues would be more like you know gratitude or um 
Yeah, so I'll share some, um, I guess, virtues with you. There's a thing called the Virtues Project, which I was introduced to, well, we were introduced to in New Zealand. So I've still got to look into that and I'll share that with you. Um, But yeah, that's where it came from. So he said the business has values and that is what the business believes, but each service is developing their own philosophy and that it's a document that should be ever evolving. Um, A lot of our conversation, again, was about fear, like people steer away from fear. But as soon as he said, as soon as you feel fear, you need to do it, jump to it, because, you know, things that it's an indication and it's a signal that you're going in the right direction. So, you know, if he used the example, so you don't want to have that conversation with someone, do it, because it's an indication that you need to have that conversation. Um. We talked a lot about compliance, so they've had compliance and we know that nappy checks, sleep checks, you know, and all of those compliance things have to be done, but it's not why we do what we do. Um, It's not for that compliance, it's for that love, that connection, that care, that belonging for each child within, um, you know, our care. We talked about never stop growing. So it's really important as leaders, like, you know, as humans. So he said people inside, people outside the sector, like to never stop growing um, and learning. And, you know, some great, he's got some great role models and some great leaders that he looks up to, um, you know, who really have a strong emphasis of this. Um, He said he follows Howard Schultz. So um, who's moved back into the role of CEO for Starbucks. Um, So that will be really interesting to look into that um but overall I took from the conversation that you know Ray's just an amazing human being that really sees his goal and his mission to impart or just connect with people and just really understand people and come from a place of curiosity to be able to empathize, support, coach and help. You know, he noted that, um, you know, curiosity allows you to see solutions. Um, so he's, he told a story about, he goes, you tell me what you need. Tell me, do you want more money? Do you want this? Money's easy to come by. Like I can give you strategies for money. Like we just need to look at what your strengths are and what you can offer. He goes, and I can tell you how to get from point A to point B, but you have to take the steps. And it's about, you know, each individual person taking the steps because there's no point in venting, there's no point in whinging if you're not prepared to take the action required and those steps to move forward. So I'm about to break the news to Ray. Um, I'm hoping because of his amazing attitude and his... um, the fact that pretty much predominantly our conversation was all about um, failure and celebrating failure, um, I feel so terrible um, that this has happened and I'm about to break it to him that it didn't record Um, and you know what we'll plan a part two we'll come back we'll plan a part two the reason I wanted to record this is because when you meet up with someone and you try to reenact a conversation that you had it just doesn't work so I'm anticipating that our next conversation and I already said it will be there will be a part two will be completely different to our part one conversation 
But I just want to pay tribute to Ray, um, his amazing mindset, and he's such a like-minded human that you just you just feel that. Con- I just felt that connection with straight away, um, and I'm so blessed to be able to connect with him and have that yeah have that ongoing relationship. And who knows where it will take us in the future. But um, yeah, so blessed to have built that and formed that relationship. And I look forward to many, many more conversations, connections, meeting his beautiful wife, Courtney, um, and watching and hearing about their beautiful story transforming. Um, I think stories was something that really stuck with us from New Zealand, particularly around, you know, Ray and the buildings. And they all have a story. They all have a story and that's the connection that you make from that story. So I just want to thank Ray so much for his, um, you know, his time this morning and um, his giving and, yeah, keep on um, following that journey, inspiring people and, yeah, look forward to connecting again in the future. But I'll keep you posted on his reaction to my mistake and we, yeah, hopefully we'll get another podcast episode of us that's actually recorded out to you guys soon. So um, keep making every moment count. I'm going to own up to my mistake and um, yeah, just step up, take ownership and apologize for wasting an hour of raise time. But I, yeah, I so much appreciate it and I will, yeah, hold that conversation dear and I've shared some little bits and pieces. I'm sure I've missed some amazing parts of the conversation, but um, yeah, I look forward to catching base with you soon. Thanks so much. Bye.